You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number two. Well, hey there. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? I thought I'd start today's podcast out with a funny Facebook post that I saw last week. Shout out to my friend Judy for posting it. All right, are you ready? Me. It's not about how many times you fail. It's about how many times you get back up. Police officer. That's not how field sobriety tests work, ma'am. <laughs> well, that ties into what I wanted to talk about today, which is all about how positive mindset affects our weight loss efforts. So in the last episode, I talked about the learning cycle. And then I briefly touched on how a lot of diets actually trigger states of scarcity, whether intentionally or inadvertently. So before I get into all of that, I wanted to share with you the 1987 study on thought suppression by a Harvard professor named Daniel Wegner. If you're not familiar with this, Dr. Wegner was inspired by Fyodor Dostoevsky, who wrote the following in 1863. Try to pose for yourself this task, not to think of a polar bear, and you will see that the cursed thing will come to mind every minute. So Dr. Wegner then conducted a few experiments, and he is actually known as the father of thought suppression research. And what he found was that, well, you can try this yourself. Maybe not while you're driving, if you're listening to this while you're driving, right? But take five minutes and try to focus on only thinking about polar bears. And pay attention to how often your mind wanders off. Of course, in his research experiment, he gave participants the ability to flag when that was happening. Now, in part two of this experiment, try spending five minutes and not think about polar bears and track how many times you wind up thinking about polar bears. So when you tell yourself not to think about polar bears, part of your brain is actually monitoring. It's checking to make sure that you're not doing it, which makes you think about it more. So this is very similar to diets where you're trying not to eat your favorite bad carb, whatever that happens to be. And I say bad in quotes because, well, later on you'll find out that I don't really label carbs as good or bad. Some are healthier than others. Some are definitely more nutritious than others, but there's no such thing as bad per se. We're just not going to use label judgments like that. 
because they don't serve us. All right, so the 1987 study by Dr. Wegner really went a long way in showing that when it comes to scarcity, the more we tell our brains we can't have something, the more we end up thinking about it. And actually, for those of you who are in marketing, you are probably familiar with the book Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. I might be mangling his last name. If you're not familiar with this book, I will go ahead and include a link to the book in the show notes so that you can reference it. And he talks about in marketing how we actually rely on scarcity as a way to create more demand for something. So we use things like limited quantities available. That would be a perfect example, right? I would say anytime it's a limited time offer where you're trying to create urgency, it's also really about scarcity. It's just about time. Does that make sense? So when we look at diets, right, or programs, even like Weight Watchers, which is really effective in a lot of ways, I think they do a great job of at least teaching you something about, you know, what foods are more nutritious and what foods aren't. And that's a lot of times based on the point values. At the same time, when you are only given, say, 25 or 30 points a day, and let's say a margarita actually costs you 11 points. So we've now created scarcity around this margarita. So what do you think are the chances that our brain is going to want it even more? As opposed to if we were to focus our attention on abundance, where it would be like, you can have as many green leafy vegetables as you want. Or what if we assign point values instead to those highly nutritious foods? And you earned points every time you actually ate those things that were really nourishing for your physical body. I mean, if we're going to make it a game and have points, why not be for all the good things that we're doing? Right? All right. So I want to make sure that you're crystal clear on what I mean when I say a state of scarcity, because it comes in many forms. So anytime we're talking about deprivation, that's scarcity. Make sense? That can be certain food groups that we're trying to avoid, whether it's low fat or low carb. I don't think there are any low protein diets out there. Uh, We can also think in terms of calorie restriction. You can only have X number of calories, 2000 or 1800 or 1200 or, and then especially anything that's under a thousand calories. Because at that point, for most of us, If you were getting the nutrients you needed from the food that you were eating, not drinking, but eating, 
you actually need to be able to eat more than a thousand calories, unless you're a really, really tiny person. Okay, so calorie restriction would be one. Things like avoiding bad carbs or fat is another example. An interesting thing to note is when it comes to fat, our bodies really do need the fat. And fat will actually signal to your brain that you're full, that you're satiated. And so for folks that are doing a lot of low-fat diets, if you look at the actual ingredients in the foods that you're eating, oftentimes to make up for the loss in flavor, the food manufacturers will add a lot of sugar and salt. So there are always trade-offs, and I believe that you're better off, in most cases, with having some fat. All right, so in terms of states of scarcity, I would say anytime you're thinking about a diet and you're going for that quick fix, underlying that is this feeling that you don't have enough time, that you need to get there faster. Does that make sense? If you had enough time, you wouldn't need those results so quickly. And I will also remind you, if you've been yo-yo dieting, think about how much time you've actually spent, how much energy you've put into losing the weight only to gain it back, and then some. As opposed to if you took your time and we worked on creating those habits, it might take you a little longer to lose that weight, but then you wouldn't have to spend that time losing that same 10 pounds over and over again. Maybe it's not 10 pounds, maybe it's 20 pounds, maybe it's 50 pounds. And at the end of the day, I suspect it's not even about those 10 pounds. There's something else going on, right? So not enough time would be another state of scarcity. And then the one that's probably responsible for the most self-sabotaging behaviors is actually self-limiting beliefs. So that was some of that negative self-talk that I alluded to before. That feeling of not being enough, good enough, smart enough, having enough willpower. I hear lazy a lot of times. Those are all things that really don't serve us very well. They put us in a state of scarcity as opposed to abundance. Now think about the best manager or teacher that you've ever had. And I believe that person helped you feel like you could do anything that you put your mind to and play to your strengths. That's putting you in a state of abundance. So let me go through what that looks like. 
So when we're talking about a state of abundance, the most obvious one is gratitude. Being thankful for what you have already. So you have enough as opposed to needing more. Another way to think about putting yourself in a state of abundance would be when you focus on eating more of the nutritious foods, like lots of green leafy vegetables or all the colors of the rainbow, getting enough water. So how often do you actually have that thought like, hmm, I've had way too much water. Probably not. So we can spend our energy focused on the things that we want to be doing as opposed to even putting the thought in our head about the things that we don't want to be doing. Like thinking about polar bears or shouldn't be doing. And I put should in quotes because that again that word can really put us in a state of scarcity. There's a judgment behind it, a good or a bad. And so if you don't do something that you quote should, now you feel bad. And when you feel bad, what happens? We start making choices that aren't as good for us. So when you're in a state of, bun- of abundance, you actually see lots of options available that can all align with the results that you want. And you're able to see those options because you have patience, because you are feeling good and confident, and your brain isn't locked into an old pattern of thinking. And when we talk about a state of abundance, instead of dealing with self-limiting beliefs, where we're seeing self-sabotage, we now see what I call self-lifting beliefs. And actually, I remember a while back, I heard Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton, say, our beliefs either limit or lift us. And it really is true. And it's such a concise, succinct way of putting it. So when you have patience, what does that mean? Instead of the quick fix, It means you believe that you have enough time. Oh, and then there's one of my favorites, which is the all or nothing, I have to find the right time or the right diet. So again, all or nothing is probably because all in means we're going 100%. It's not sustainable, but it's for short term. And nothing is that was too hard. Finding the right time, again, has that notion of that it's an all or nothing. And that there aren't right moments every single day. You have to wait for everything to line up exactly so. Which, how does that serve us? How does that help us get to where we want to be? And I believe that we do that because we have had evidence that says we've failed in the past when we've tried. And so we steal ourselves to try again. And again, that becomes a scarcity mindset because now we feel like, oh, we weren't good enough to stick to it last time. 
how will it be different this time? Those are just questions that we then go ahead, our brains look for evidence to support that. Do you understand what I mean? Does that, is that starting to make sense now? All right, so if you combine this process with the learning cycle, we're gonna call this TLC method, there's so much power in being able to reframe how we look at things. Being able to slow things down and see the thoughts that we have and be able to examine them and actually make very thoughtful decisions, we're using our prefrontal cortex, that executive decision-making part of our brain, and we're evaluating whether or not a statement is actually accurate, if there's not a better way to look at it, if there's perhaps a better question to be asking that would offer a better solution, then we set ourselves up for success. Instead of an old pattern that we've become very accustomed to, that we do automatically like a habit. Actually, it is a habit. It's a way of thinking is a habit. So if these concepts are new to you, we covered a lot of territory today, all right? So in the next episode, I'm going to share with you how to uncover those self-limiting beliefs that you may have and then how to shift them. So essentially reframe them so that they serve us much better. Because when you're so used to that way of thinking, sometimes it's really hard to see what those other options are. And I'm actually going to call them the 50 shades of abundance. So that's what we'll be talking about next week. All right, so I'll end this podcast with a quote from Dan Millman. And if you look this up, it'll actually often be attributed to Socrates, which, fun fact, is actually a character in one of Dan Millman's books. So the quote is, The secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free three-day course. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.